We can solve the world's problems. Just, I just need a kitchen table and a pot of coffee. Are you a big nerd? I'm the throat good or anything, but I feel like I could swallow hard enough to break a hot dog. <laughs> 20 years late to the spirit orgy. <laughs> few billion dudes later. Yeah, that's a rough way to look at it. <laughs> you know, it's a terrible joke. How have we not talked about this? I would listen to someone snore. Cow bummer, dude. <laughs> Cow bummer. The theory of compounding intelligence. So just, the more that I know, the more that I can. It, it helps you in just kind of understanding the world in like a broader sense and just applying critical thinking. Made a token, bro. <laughs> so, I was laying in bed last night, dude, and it was like fucking, it was like midnight, and then it was 1 a.m., and then it was 2 a.m., and then, then it was 3 a.m., and I was like, fuck this, I'm getting up. But the whole time that I was laying there, I was like, I've been thinking, like, dude, for probably a couple of years, like, there needs to be a token that's focused on, like, content creation, you know? Because, like, think about how, um, sorry, I'm just going to go on this little spiel for, like, what, why this came to be and then right, um, pass it off to you. But, um, it, like, the way that content creators are uh, compensated, you know, they're, they're compensated, well, you already know this, right? But, um like views, clicks, reacts, basically anything that like uh, requires some kind of involvement from like the, the, the user. Um, mm -hmm. That helps generate revenue for uh, for creators. And that's on TikTok. And TikTok's apparently really bad about it, but YouTube, Twitter is apparently really good at it. Uh, Facebook, same thing. Um, but I was like, you know, like the, the whole cryptocurrency world is trying to get towards this like, uh, like Web3. Um, you know, more like uh, decentralized platforms. And so, like, how do you create, like, an ecosystem where you're able to um, compensate, basically, creators for, for their content? And so that was kind of, like, what prompted it. But I was like, you know, people made Doge and Shibu, you know, to, to mm -hmm. kind of commemorate Elon Musk. And I was like, I'm going to make X. Make X. That's how long did you lay there before like did you know exactly what you were gonna do when you got up like did you have to convince yourself like okay i'm gonna do this or as soon as you got the idea after not being able to sleep you hopped up and went at it yeah uh, so when i you know i was probably like four hours <laughs> maybe maybe yeah like four or five hours um uh, like thinking about it and like trying to fall asleep and thinking about it and trying to fall asleep before mm -hmm. i was like now it's too late for me to go to sleep because if I go to sleep, it's a 50 50 shot that I'm not going to wake up. Yeah. And and so the whole time I was laying there, I was like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. But then I was like, fuck, I'm just going to do this tonight. So that's what I did. So, start to finish of creating a coin, minting a coin, rather, I guess. How long did that take? Like, I have no idea how this process even works. Um, So, there's like multiple websites where you can do it. Um, basically you just put in the parameters of like how you want the contract to be built and then you deploy it on like a, a level one blockchain. So the level one blockchains would be like um, Ethereum or Ether, um, Polygon, 
Binance, like those are those are level one blockchains that you can create tokens that ride on those blockchains. Okay. So I, I built it. I used one of those sites to to create it on the Polygon blockchain. The reason I it's, it's still like an ERC twenty token, but the reason that I did it on Polygon is because Polygon is pretty widely adopted. It's super fucking fast, and it, like the gas fees with Ethereum are still outrageously high because it's such a congested network. So. Um, that was why I did it on Polygon, but I mean, Polygon's still pretty wide, widely used. So you're providing like an actual like value, like return on investment to the creators who are using the platform. Yeah. That's the whole point, actually, of, of the X token. And it's like to, to be uh, like a token of value to creators. Like literally, that's like why I was like, you know what, this should exist. And like, that's the utility of it. Uh, that's pretty kick-ass. After said creator gets some x coin is there would creators be how do i word this would they want to promote their other friend creators or pages that they think are awesome by gifting them coin or like is there like a trophy system with this or how do you see that going that's yeah, I don't know. That's one of the things that I've been trying to think on a lot is like, what does that mechanism look like? Is it used as like, mm-hmm. like a gifting mechanism where like, it, you know, like instead of like, of course, you'd always have likes and reacts and stuff like that. But yeah. like, if you really like some shit, you're like, hey, here's an X coin. You just yeah, drop like, it on their lap. Whenever you were uh, just texting me about it while I was pooping this morning, I like that's kind of how I imagined my head, like said creators that uh, are verified get. 10x coin 20x coin a month to uh help promote other creators was kind of how i saw it in my head to push you yeah. push all 20 toward one to kind of get him promoted just like being sponsored like sponsoring your post on another platform yeah that's kind of how i imagined it yeah exactly that's actually very similar to the way that i imagined it too where it's like you basically have like two wallets i guess effectively one of them is like this is the, the one you received so these are your 10 fucking coins that you get for the month and you can't you can't like go and sell these for yourself like you have to give these to somebody yeah and then that that's like your gifting basket now you can receive 100 in return for the, the 10 that you have um but that, that yeah that was kind of the way that i conceived it in my mind. i mean i think you'd have something there just for and it's hard to you know really communicate over text for us to have like for you to put out the same idea that I was able to receive. It's pretty cool. I think yeah. you might have something. And so to start it, um, I, I don't know if you read into what I was saying about the ICOs. So you have the, a, a lot of coins will do like an initial coin offering. And so they'll offer it up and they'll be like, hey, we're trying to raise you know $10 million for this project. This is what we're trying to do. This is the white paper on it. The white paper that you saw on the website that I made, like that was very, like I mm-hmm. actually used chat GPT and was like, <laughs> hey, type something up real quick. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just so I could have something on there, but the uh, the the way that I I see it is like instead of an initial point offering, it has zero value right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's okay. Like the because the end the end state is what's important. So I was thinking instead of doing an ICO, you basically just go out like on fucking Twitter and. Reddit and TikTok and put it out on blast and be like, hey, for any creator who wants to participate in this, we've got a billion coins earmarked. 
uh, you know, just basically send us a link to your social media so that we can verify that you are in fact a creator and a link to um, the address. You would people people who wanted to participate would have to make an address, um, which that's actually pretty easy too because all you need, like on the website uh, that I sent to you, it, there's the it says Polygon Scan. That contract address that's in there, you just use that like in any wallet. So like MetaMask, any wallet that can hold Polygon, um, you can create an address. And so you create the address and then we just go out and fucking say, okay, there was a thousand people who decided to participate. So whatever a billion divided by a thousand is, so one million coins, send it to their wallets. And then that's basically the ICO. That gets like that push into the market initially. And then from there, you go to the... Um, um, to the exchanges, you know, you start with the small ones and just say, hey, like, can you list this coin? And then you go to the bigger ones and say, hey, can you list this coin? But, I mean, dude, honestly, like, I, I don't know, I really think that a lot could be done with it. Do. Yeah. I'd be curious to see you. Yeah, I like it. I, uh, I don't think I would have any clue if we didn't have that episode prior where you kind of helped me understand crypto, but I could see the value in it hundred percent. Yeah. Speaking of creators, I, uh, we officially have an Instagram at LGM show on Instagram. I was trying to, I'm I'm still setting it up and trying to think of who are, you shouldn't follow a ton of people, I don't think, on like creator. Let's see, but uh, I was trying to think of who are who we should follow on our as our first person. That's a good question. Daddy Joe Rogan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I did listen, I, so I made some notes for shit that I wanted to talk about in our episode today. Yeah, uh, I included some some thoughts that I had from watching that Mark Anderson, uh, the browser creator guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, going back to the social media thing. So when after we talked about the Instagram thing, I was on Twitter and I was like, man, I, like, I want to make a Twitter. Yeah, so, you know, I, I've been using Twitter a lot more. And uh, I was like, we should make a Twitter for the podcast. Um, and I was thinking about Twitter Blue and I was like, well, I don't want to get Twitter Blue for myself and then have to pay for it for uh, for the podcast. If, we, you know, if Josh makes a Twitter account for the podcast. So I was like, I'm just going to make a, a Twitter for the podcast and then I'll send the information to Josh. So I made one and then I tried to get Twitter blue for it, but it was like, sorry, this account is too new. Like you have to wait 30 days or whatever before you can uh, like become verified or whatever. So, um, so I was like, fuck it. I guess in the interim, I'll just do like the month to month Twitter blue for my account. And then, yeah. uh, and then, you know, after a month, I'll, you get the idea. So I go to fucking do the Twitter blue thing. And like, they're like, it's like annual save, you know, fucking, 20% or whatever. And I clicked on it just to look at it, like not even really thinking about it. And I was like, you know, go to card, fucking sure, whatever. <laughs> I fucking bought a whole year Twitter blue on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant, I, 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 I meant to do, I meant to do the fucking like the, the monthly thing. And I actually mm-hmm. clicked on the annual one. And like before I caught it, like I had already, it already charged me 120 bucks or whatever. I was like, fuck. Oh, so, um, but I can convert my personal one. I can just change the email and, and like the, the handle, like the at handle on, on the Twitter account. But the, the at handle, so I was going to ask you and Josh about this, but it, when you look at the description, like in Spotify and RSS feed and stuff like that, I always put, 
a pulp reality podcast, you know, because I mean, you know, it's like Pulp Fiction. Like we just talked yeah. about a random, a lot of random shit. I was actually thinking about instead of pulp reality, putting amateur podography. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's good. I like that a lot. I'm so glad you Twitter, said the, I was about to make us to Twitter today. Nice. So the the Twitter handle that I created uh, was at podography. <laughs> Because, like, LGM Show was taken and, like, Little Green Men was taken. I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, maybe Josh already made one. Uh, But all of these different handles that I tried. I've been using that for some logins for the past year. I might have made one and forgot about it. Let me check. No, I thought the app podography was pretty good. No, I like that. That's pretty good. And, you know, people see that be like amateur podography. nerds no i think twitter will be good for a little jump start for us too if we're active on there and 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 threads especially in like the podcasting realm probably get some listeners oh man i just have to remember i'm using like (laughs) i'm using the pods account not mine yeah yeah I've, i've had i've I've deleted a couple of Twitters. I don't even have one right now, but I've been banned a couple of times. That, that was before Elon owned it, though. So I, I think freedom of speech is probably okay now. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty decent. Like, you know, all the people who are tripping out, like, oh, fucking, you're going to get banned and shit. Like, it's actually worse. Like, there's more hate content on Twitter. Like, I don't see that at all. Like, I really no. Don't. I find it interesting. I was thinking about this when I was making the Instagram earlier, like how feeds are just tailored to people so much. Like I have somebody at work that's uh, very political and activist kind of person. And they like their whole feeds, nothing but the stuff that they argue and fight for and a lot of negative and a lot of positive. And and, uh, it took me back to trying to figure out if I could get rid of a lot of the hate and negative things so like i only looked at like puppies for a long time and it really like filtered out my shit <laughs> i was only doing cute animals but uh yeah i think, I think we talked about that with my tiktok and my tiktok algorithm is pretty good like it's like aliens and men puppies like, okay. yeah there <laughs> that, that, that same uh co-worker of mine he was telling me about some TikTok, this lady that goes TikTok live and just acts like an NPC, and she'll get like over 30k view, like viewers, while she's on there just acting like she's in a video game. But like yeah. the royalties or how much? I guess she's making tons of money, and now it's like a trend. But do you know anything about this trend, or is this new to you too? Yeah. I- it, it cut out. I was actually doing some of the things that she does. Like she does, like whenever, like somebody will, like gift her ice cream and she'll be like, she'll like lick it, like like this like air ice cream. But it's like, um, if you can if you can picture like an anime girl, it's like that on steroids. It, she is actually incredibly annoying. But well, he uh he told me about this and like showed me a short clip of it, and I was like, well, yeah, people are idiots, and. Then the next day, I had that lady pop up on my TikTok feed. And I, 
I didn't want to click on it because I was like, my algorithm's going to get all fucked up and I'm just going to get stupid shit all the time. But I was like, I have to see how many idiots are in here. And yeah, it was like 34K. (laughs) I instantly got off. I was like, I don't don't need any more of this. I don't want to get any dumber. I like to think that a lot of people just don't, like, they don't care if it fucks up their algorithm or that they're supporting somebody, like, being an absolute imbecile. And the... The reason I say, like, I think a lot of people are just like, it's like watching a train wreck in slow motion. You know, you just like can't look away, even though you want mm-hmm. to. Uh, that's the only thing I can attribute to. That makes sense. No, I, I feel like I constantly think about that. Like, if I'm sitting there on TikTok scrolling and something's really dumb and I'm staying there, I consciously think about, no, I need to leave this now or I'm going to have more of this on my. Yeah, <laughs> on my phone. Totally. Yeah, if I'm if I'm browsing TikTok and you know there's like the one off, like the TikTok algorithm is trying to inject some of that uh, some of those sluzies in my feed, you know. Oh yeah. Like they'll pop up every once in a while, and I, like I'll just watch it long enough, just be like, okay, cool, and then like immediately <laughs> swipe away. <laughs> I do the same thing, and I'm like, get away from me, Satan! Like, <laughs> yeah. Titan be gone. Yeah. And sometimes you sometimes you don't realize that's what it is either. Like there's a whole storyline. And I'm like, ah fuck, they got me. Yeah. Yeah. Now my phone's gonna be nothing but salutes for a month. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta you gotta try to try to get back the the puppy uh puppies, puppies, puppies. (laughs) Which actually right now uh, as far as cute animals, it's uh raccoons. I, I get and, and seals. I get a bunch of raccoons and seals on both my Instagram and TikTok right now. Nice. Yeah. Hey, nice. Hey. Yeah, man. Um, your background just made me think. I went and saw Oppenheimer, and I had a few. That was things. a great movie. I really enjoyed it, but I had a few things I wanted to talk about. Am I interested in that? Just because, like, I'm an older, middle-aged guy now, and why is it? Why does my whole family make fun of me for going to the movies by myself? <laughs> like haters, dude. Play a haters convention. Like I play haters all. I get it. Like it's probably cooler to go to the movies with your friends. But man, I got roasted by my wife, and I'm like, we're not. It's not like you talk during the movie, anyways. It's just to have somebody yeah. to talk to on the ride there, or like. Even meeting somebody. For the two minutes afterwards, yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you meet somebody to watch a movie with them? So you could be like, oh, yeah, how are you? Then just kind of whisper during the during the trailers. Then, oh, man, it's going great to see you at the end. And, yeah, don't make fun of you That's, going to the movies by myself. It's actually what I did for Oppenheimer. Because I, I was back home the, the weekend that it came out. And uh, so I hit up two of my buddies and my brother. Met them at the movie theater. Saw them for, like... 20 seconds before the movie started saw him for like a minute afterwards and then that was it i mean i guess you could at least pick who you sit by i was i decided to go last minute thing it was actually like a whole ordeal because i really wanted to watch it in imax yeah so i go okay well i have to watch this in imax i thought topeka had an imax theater so when you type in topeka imax where i'm sitting it just goes to the nearest imax theater so it goes AMC, whatever, I click on it. And I was like, ah, shit, there's, like, no seats in here. I try to find one where I'll still have, like, a good viewing spot, but I'm not, like, you know, sitting between two smellies. Yeah, one of these members, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're this. Well, uh, yeah, I uh, I pay for the tickets like twenty five bucks or whatever, and I was like, okay, well, I gotta leave now, and I'm going. I was like, I want to put the address in just to see, because I already know where it's at in Topeka. I want to put the address in to see how like how uh, what time I'm gonna get there, and I, it's like Kansas City. I'm like, oh fuck me, dude. So, like, there was no way I could make it on time to the movie in Kansas City. So I had to refund that one. I was like, I'm already on the road. I already left. So then I went and watched a regular version in Topeka. It was still select your seats. And the guy next to me, it was like, it, I felt kind of bad. But uh, it reminded me of, like, whenever I have to explain movies, like, historical movies to my wife. She'll be like, so what's going on? I'll be like, oh, well, this person and this person, like, from earlier and whatever Damn. the fuck. And so he was doing that to his wife the whole time. And but we're in the movies. Yeah. So yeah, we're like twenty minutes in. And like I'd even like done like covering the right side of my ear. And I was like, don't let it bother you. You're being ridiculous, letting it bother you. They're probably not even really that loud. You're just a dick. But after a while I just couldn't take anymore. I was like, and this guy was like actually super jacked too. Which <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> I go, Hey man, like uh can you sh- can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah. oh yeah 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 sorry and i'm like thanks dude like, damn <laughs> yeah i'm really glad i did because that movie's long as fuck and i wouldn't have been able to do that for three hours oh yeah dude three hours is a long movie for sure it, it was a really all enjoyment movie. i really liked it it's funny I, though that you talk about like you know going with your friends and being able to to, to pick who you sit by uh, so when I went back home, like, you know, a couple of days before I went back home, I'm talking to my buddies and, you know, I'm like, man, I haven't seen my baby in a little bit. Like, you know, I'd rather wait until after she goes to bed. So like it was a fight over trying to get it like a later one. And so we compromised and like decided to leave before the baby even went to bed. And like I bought me and Justine's ticket. And then uh, when I bought that, I, I sent them a screenshot and I was like, hey, these are the tickets that I bought for me and Justine. And they were like, hey, man, like we're at work. Can you just pick up our ticket, too? And then, you know, we'll pay you back. So I'm like, fuck. All right. So I buy everybody else's tickets, the other four tickets. And um, so we get to the movie and um, me and Justine got there like a minute before it started. So, um, you know, we're like as I'm walking in, my brother and his son and my buddies are already like walking into the theater. And so, you know, I got my drink and my little snack and shit like that. And then me and Justine go in there and they took all the fucking seats in the middle and then put me next <laughs> you, to you rando. i was like i bought the motherfucking tickets and i Hell fucking the first no. two tickets dude yeah so so like you know uh you know cook mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this motherfucker had the audacity to be like well you should have been earlier i'm like dude so i i i was like you know what i'm gonna go sit next to this motherfucker over here my one buddy paid me like he like venmoed me before i even got there and he sat on the outside the, the other end and my brother was like, hey, man, I'll, I'll switch spots with you if you want. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'm already pissed. Like, you, you just stay over there. Like, I'm just going to sit next to this fucking random person. So Justine doesn't have to sit next to a rando. Yeah. And nope. you guys can have my seats. Right. And uh, so after the movie, you know, Cook's like trying to catch up to me. And I'm like, um, I just fucking walked out, dude. Walked out and walked to my car. Three hours later, pissed. I was so mad about it, dude. I was like, you fucking dickheads, dude. That really pissed me off. Like that's that is exactly why I bought my own two fucking tickets. Smack dab in the middle of the fucking theater and was like, "Hey, you guys can get your own." And they were like, "No, I hope so, dude. Like, just ticket." Yeah, I was so pissed, so pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm still pissed. Uh, 
Yeah, oh yeah, I think rightfully so. I think it's super fucking goofy, but anyways, yeah, it was an excellent movie, fantastic movie indeed. Yeah. I was, even I was even my wife, who knew nothing about Oppenheimer, was like, "Wow." I uh, I told a couple people at work that I went and saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it was really good." Go see it. And then there's one of the young guys at work. He has like, like an AMC fucking credit card or some shit. And after he watched, he was telling me all about how he, after he watches like two movies a month, it pays for the whole subscription and he can go to the movies for essentially free after that. I'm like, okay, cool. So he goes and sees Oppenheimer. And after the actual nuke went off, he's like, oh, yeah, I got bored. But the guy's like, I don't know if it matters. He's like 22. If it's relevant, yeah. I, I mean, I was watching Shawshank Redemption like re- on repeat when I was like fifteen or sixteen. So word, know. yeah, yeah. But I mean, not everybody's gonna like it, I guess. Yeah, I went in there kind of expecting it to be just because it's good Christopher Nolan and everything. I was like, oh, this is there's a good chance it's gonna be like probably one of the top ten greatest movies I ever see. Like pretty high expectations. Dude. Yeah, and. Then as I'm watching it, like I'm evaluating, I'm like, oh, this is really good. But I don't know if you can make historic, like a historical story like that, a top ten greatest movie of all time. I mean, he did a really good job. Of, he did like, a telling really a, good basically job. a fucking documentary in a movie, you know. Yeah, that's a really good point too. I didn't think about it like that—a documentary into an actual film. Yeah. When I was talking to Justine about it, because Justine was like, I'm actually kind of embarrassed that I didn't even know who Oppenheimer was. And I was like, well, that's because, like, his contributions are, like, death and destruction. You know what I mean? Like, sure, like, you know, he helped in in the discovery of the black hole. But, like, Einstein, you know, his theory of relativity is, like, you know, Newton's laws of physics. Like, those those are, like, enduring principles that we, like, do science by to this day. Like, Oppenheimer was one of the most influential people of... I mean, in history, but yeah. that contribution came in the form of something that kills millions and millions and millions of views, you know? Like that's, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, do you remember, like, one of our first episodes doing the podcast, uh, I had actually made mention of Oppenheimer. And so in the movie, he, he's, t- like, when he's, getting, when he's banging that chick, and he's like, uh, she's like, read this, this Sanskrit to me. And he's like, and now I am death, destroyer of worlds. Yeah, yeah. that was um, kick-ass. Yeah, so I like I, I don't know if we ever watched it, but there's like an actual video of him, and it's a really somber video, and it's just Oppenheimer like staring at a screen or staring at a at a camera. Mm-hmm. And he says uh, he, he's talking about how he's reminded of a, a passage from the Bhagavad Gita, and he says, and now I am death, destroyer of worlds. And just the look in his eyes, like that thousand-yard stare, and like that skinny frame and like just knowing like what that dude who that dude was and like what he'd mm-hmm. been through like that is you're like damn that is some gangster ass shit to say yeah, dude, yeah, that dude. Is, <laughs> that is fucking so gangster dude the angel of death man Oppenheimer. yeah did uh and this would be kind of spoiler ish so a couple minutes ahead if you haven't seen the movie but uh whenever he gets a little like after the nuke goes off and he gets like political and he's kind of like, ah, oh, too bad we couldn't have done it to these uh, like what other other uh, Germany or right. And he's like yeah. really getting the USA USA going like I wonder how 
historically accurate that was to yeah like act after press conferences like knowing who the guy was and his actual like his views but i like how they actually uh, depicted like the uncomfortability of it for him that's one of the things that i think christopher nolan does so well is like integrating like human emotions into the movies yeah when he's when he's sitting there and like he's looking at everybody and their faces just start to melt off like oh oh. pretty powerful i won't lie though i was a little i think i hyped myself up too much knowing there was like no cgi for the explosion oh yeah yeah so i think i like i was kind of underwhelmed uh, during the actual movie maybe i need to see it in imax like that's when i was actually sitting there like god this would have been the coolest parts to see in imax obviously but yeah but even then dude even like not having like a cgi nuke going off the the way that they fucking told that part of the story dude like when it just goes completely silent and like you see that flash yeah like the looks on their faces like it's like surreal like you you actually feel like it's actually happening like yeah it it was very well directed for sure it's like the feeling that you get i'm sure you got the same feeling in the theater when everything's going on and no you can't even like hear anybody breathe it's just dead silent but the screen's so bright and nobody's like making a single noise that was pretty cool yeah it was super Chris Ronald is definitely one of the one of the best of what he does. Interstellar, man. My uh, my brother-in-law, he's 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 an awesome guy. I love the dude. Um, mm-hmm. But like I told for dude, like probably two solid years, I was like, hey man, you need to watch Interstellar. You need to watch Interstellar. You need to watch Interstellar. And then he watched it and he was like, man, I just couldn't get into it. And I was like, what? Like how is that even fucking possible, dude? Like I I think for him it was just kind of like the back and forth physics and like you know the time mm-hmm. stuff like. If you don't have like you know like a any kind of foundation by which to like understand that, then like it it would escape you pretty quickly. Okay, but like yeah. the emotions in Interstellar, I think, are, are just as strong mm-hmm. as in Oppenheimer. I uh, was watching a uh, videos from like the Stern show, or it was a clip from like a radio show, and they had Christopher Nolan on the phone. And they asked him, what's your drop the remote movie that if you see it on, you'll stop what you're doing and you'll immediately click on it, which is already like a cool term. I was like, oh, that's kind of red. They worded it that way. But he thinks about it for a minute. And he, his answer was Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, brother. <laughs> I mean, that's still one of my most quoted movies. I love that movie. Yeah. Well, I was high when I said Dave Ricky Bobby. You're second, third, fourth. Hell, there's even fifth. One of my best friends. Like, so I'm very into NASCAR. I watch pretty much every NASCAR race on TV and follow it very extensively. But my one other best, like, one of my best friends that also does that, he thinks entirely, like, whenever we talk about that movie, he says... That movie was made to make fun of the NASCAR fan, but we all embraced it. I don't think that movie was really to make fun of anybody. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick that up, to be honest. No, 
I think I like it's just a different culture. Yeah. Maybe like a silly, goofy, like drinking kind of rowdy culture, but yeah, like I was like the comedic in it maybe makes us look kind of stupid as NASCAR right. fans, but I don't think it's like really making fun. Like it's just a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was, I, I think that I had the same perception as you. I think I know which friend you're talking about too, by the way. Um, just invite him on, dude. Just be like, Hey, you should come join us on the podcast sometime. Bullshit for an hour. There's no way you know who I'm talking about. The Xbox buddy. Oh no. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, this is, uh... He's I, into, like, racing, like, Formula One. And... Yeah, Sheldon's super into Formula One, and he actually listens to all our episodes, so he'll probably hear this, but he, he watches every Formula One race, the whole thing. He watches, like, three different divisions of, like, supercar races, and he records them all and watches them all. And, uh, nice. like, he, he watched the 24 Hours of Le Mans... Like, he'll sit there and watch the entire thing. Not live, like, watch it in parts, but I'm like, that's a lot, dude. The Remens? Yeah. Well, I... So, uh... You you said Lemons, but there is actually, like, a 24 Hours of Lemons. Are you familiar with this? No, I actually said Remens. Oh, okay. (laughs) Let me me tell you about the 24 Hours of Lemons, though. Because Sheldon's trying to make have us make a team. And I'll mess up some of the details, but, like, really, it's... You get, like, 500 bucks to buy a car. And anything over, like, 500 bucks, you get deducted time. Well, not deducted time, I guess added time to the race. But you get 500 bucks to buy a car, and you just have to fit it with a roll cage, and you race for as long as you can. The more money you spend, the more time that's added to your <laughs> to your total... So he's like always sending me these beater cars. Be like, hey, this is a great lemons car. We could we can buy fix this thing up. It's only five hundred bucks. Like he's beautiful. Like that'd be pretty fun though. Actually, race a twenty four hour race with a hoopty. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> Just uh, like at five hundred bucks. I mean, that is a straight up hoopty too. Oh yeah. It's it's, uh... The one he sent me the other day was like. And it was like this three-cylinder diesel Mercedes <laughs> that, that doesn't that doesn't run. I was like, yeah, I'm sure I can get that to run, but that thing's gonna like top out at sixty miles an hour. <laughs> like, that's not really what we want. It probably wouldn't break. It'd be easy to fix, but nice. Yeah, twenty-four there hours. Was, of uh, one of the one of the girls that I went to Bullock with. Her name is Diana. Uh, she's cool as fuck. She's super homie. Um, but she she's like into like that whole like street racing thing, dude. Like you know, like rides motorcycles. That's how she met her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the she was educating me a lot on like those like cross country races. You know where it's like you try to get literally from like New York to L A. Like, oh, like the cannon, like the cannonball. Yeah. Um, and every time that we would go somewhere. As soon as somebody passed her going like, you know, like we'd be on the interstate and the speed limit would be like 70 or 75 or something like that. If somebody passed us going like 90, she'd wait a couple seconds and then be like, well, there's my pace car. And then she would just punch it and like stay like, you know, a half a mile <laughs> behind that person. <laughs> so if they got pulled over, then she'd just keep going. But um, yeah, she's, cool. like, she's actually Taiwanese, dude. And uh, she's like half Taiwanese. And like 
you know, you know, like you know, when you go to like uh, military training, how you kind of just like find your friend and like that's your friend for yeah that time while you're there, yeah. you know. You become um, best friends for two weeks to however long, and then like right, yeah. you ho- you hopefully talk to each other once every other month after that. Right. Um, you know, Bullock was pretty long, um, and uh, so I had like two BFFs, Josh and Diana, and like we did almost everything together. Like we would golf together, go to dinner together, mm-hmm. fucking. No, everything. But, dude, we were, like, two months into school. And uh, we're out on the golf course. And I was, like, we were talking about something. I was, like, Diana, I don't even know, like, what ethnicity you are. And she was, like, are you fucking, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, what do I look like? And I was, like, I don't know. I can tell that you're something, but I don't. I can't quite pinpoint what it is. Okay. <laughs> something. Yeah. And uh, she was, like, I'm Taiwanese, bro. I'm Asian, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, that's cool. That makes sense." And she was like, "You couldn't tell that I was Asian." And I was like, "I didn't want to assume that you were Asian and say she really that you were Asian, golf? and you'd be like Hispanic or something, you know?" Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, she, I mean, she's pretty decent, but no, we <laughs> laughed about it. She gave me a bunch of shit. Um, but literally for two months, I like didn't want to ask her because I didn't want somebody to be like, "Are you fucking racist?" She's clearly oh. Mexican or something, you know? She had <laughs> her, her name was was you know like very Caucasian, but yeah. I probably sound like a bitch saying that, but, you know, in today's day and age. Oh, yeah. People will jump on you and all their stupid like-mind friends are as soon as they see it exploitate, they're just going to jump in. And then it's 20 on one. And that's the stupid world we live in. Yeah. Dude, so uh, speaking of the Remens thing, you know, when you said Le Mans and then Lemons and I said Remens. Um, whenever I see like a meme now, you know, where it's like, uh, or like those, like there's that clip where it's the the Asian guy and he's like, he's like, look at me, I'm an American. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so I'll like send your shit like that all the time. Uh, I am upset that I came and saw you while you were there and I'm super into golf. We never played golf, but we just talked about playing golf that whole time. Yeah, dude, I was super, but my golf club, I've been taking them out since I've been there. Is, no, that was supposed to be like a joke. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was. My bad. Um, Adams in Colorado right now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he must be because he, he he said he's at altitude. So. Oh. Uh, you ever got altitude sickness? Dude, uh, one time, I me and. Me and my brother and one of my buddies, we were on our way to the backcountry of Colorado. And, uh, yeah, like to, in the Rockies, we were doing some backcountry hiking and camping for a few days. And uh, so we drove straight through from, from Omaha to uh, Estes Park. And then we like slept in the car overnight. And then, you know, we were going to park the car and then hit, hit the, the trail. Um, so in that, that morning, uh, you know, fucking six or seven a.m. Which that's actually a whole other story, dude. That uh, one of those high strangeness things that I would love to get into sometime about SS yeah. Park because I'm pretty sure it's a fucking vampire town. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, so we wake up and uh, we fucking you know we're driving through Rocky Mountain National Park and we get to like the highest point that's like on the road that goes through uh, RMNP and. Uh, so I, I jump out of the car, dude, and I, like, start sprinting up to the top of this, like, the very top of the of the little hill. And, dude, I got, like, fucking, like, to the top, and I was like, oh, fuck, dude, like, almost fell over. 
and uh you know like at this point there's like a like a little retainer wall and then i mean it's a mountain dude so it's like way down yeah it's like man luckily i didn't like pass out like mid sprint fucking like tumble off the side of the mountain dude my brother and my can you compare it to anything was it just like getting sick or what was it try to describe it that's like it's like being super lightheaded yeah and that's what it was is like my body wasn't acclimated to the lack of oxygen and so like i tried to like physically exert myself and uh we had like just gotten there like we i mean mm-hmm. you know we had been at i don't know what f this park is at it's probably i don't know five six seven thousand feet or something like that maybe eight um but yeah. we were at like 12 or fourteen thousand feet or something like that and like so i mean that's double what the actual park is and I just jumped out of the car and started running. So <laughs> my body was like, nah, bro, I'm like, can't do this. So I had to like literally stop and fucking like catch my breath. Call me, call me stupid, but whenever I see like this old person hiked Everest or climbed Everest rather, or all these people that climb Everest or you got like the, what do they call the, the people that kind of help you? Um, the guides? Yeah, or like I'll see like pictures of the like, guides wearing like flip flops and just like not giving a shit. Yeah. I f- is it really that big of like an event to climb Everest? You got the same trail that everybody's been using for like how many years, right? Like it's super well, cool it's... to go to the highest spot, but like, is it really like that big of a deal? Yes, okay. to like Mount Everest itself for sure. The, the people you're talking about that are, like, in flip-flops and stuff like that, like, those are going to be at, like, the base camps. And you also got to remember that those guys have been living their, their entire lives. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's I just get normal. that. Um, whereas, like, you know, if you were to transplant Joe Carpenter into there, I'd be, like, freezing and fucking, you know, like, like um, uh, asphyxiated from, like, lack of oxygen and shit. But when you actually, like, it's, like, multiple days in between the uh the base camps dude like i, I want to say it takes like it, it's for sure at least like a week but it might be as many as like three weeks to, to actually oh. climb mount everest like it's not like a you, you set out at night and you're there by mid-morning like it's like weeks to actually I, knew, I knew you had to stop on areas but i would never have guessed like that long son yeah. of a bitch and it's just to get acclimated yeah so you, you go to like the the different base camps to, i mean i guess metaphorically catch your breath but also you know, because your body has to adjust, but um, let's Google it. Yeah. I also feel like since everybody goes to climb Mount Everest. Oh, my God. I, like I wasn't even close, dude. I said three weeks. Yeah. Two months, dude. What? Yeah. Whoa. They spent weeks at Everest base camp before moving to base camp two. On average, the climb descent can take up to two months to complete Who's got that kind of fucking time? I mean, apparently a lot of people. You know, when there's 8 billion people on the planet. Sure. Well, what I was about to say is, like, I feel like since so many people have climbed Everest, it's obviously the you know, tallest land in the in the world, I feel like the second highest mountain would be much harder. Or, like, the third highest, like, ones that don't have trails ridden in and everybody knows every section of it. We don't have lands well, for the frozen people. Oh, those ones actually might be pretty challenging because, like, you know, if it's a, if if it's a difference of like five thousand feet, you're probably just gonna like go from you know 
the tenth largest to the first largest. Like, you, you know, there's not like, a whole <laughs> lot of in between there. They're like, all right, I'm just gonna spend fucking two months climbing this one, and two months climbing that one, and two months climbing that one. I'm sure that's a psychopath thing. Like people, are like, oh, I need to climb the ten highest peaks in the world, <laughs> like in the world. I'm sure that's yeah, a thing. I, dude, like, I, that's another thing I should Google is like, how many people die there like annually? Like a lot of people die climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, like, like still currently in the 2020s, people die a lot every year. During the 2023 season, a total of 17 climbers died to and from the summit. That's just oh. this year, bro. That's pretty nutty. How many people, does it tell you how many people have climbed or attempted? Um, 17 people froze their froze up there? In the 2023 season. That's wild, too, is because like you'll never decompose or anything. You're just going to be there in history. Like they use those, like they use one, like one specific guy I know is like a landmark. He's been up there forever. It's like blue jacket guy. This actually has the name of everybody who died. Whoa. And whether or not their body was recovered. Whoa. Yeah. That's great. That's kind of a kick-ass way to go, though, right? Not recovered, not recovered, not recovered. These are the most recent ones. I'm going from most recent to least recent. Yeah. Not recovered, not recovered, not recovered, 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 not recovered, not recovered, not recovered, recovered, not recovered, evacuated, died in hospital, recovered, 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 not recovered, not recovered, not recovered. Yeah. That's all of 2023 that I just named. So are you going up this mountain and there's just bodies left and right if that's just this year how many that's bodies this year how many bodies do you pass on the trek to the <coughs> i don't know oh my god yeah ever stay no bitch hell no brother only one of them was from the united states there's Nepal, 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 United States, Nepal, Moldova, India, China, Malaysia, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, Nepal, Canada, Hungary, Nepal, Nepal. I could walk right up that bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't no bitch. Gatorade, you ever been about taking no shit? <laughs> I'd walk straight from the bottom to the top of that thing. Yeah. I wonder how long you, like, how long most people get to stay at the top kind of thing. Like you, yeah. Like, I doubt anybody's that staying up there all day. Real, though, dude. Could you imagine, like, being like, yeah, I stood at literally the highest point on the entire planet, looking yeah. down on the world. Are you peasants? <laughs> yeah. Man, imagine that you've been down there for, you've been on this mountain for two months, you finally get to the top, and it's just, like, foggy, or you're just covered in clouds, you can't fucking see anything. You get to the it top. Probably is more often than not. Like, yeah. How high is that? Well. Off a of sea level. 30, 30, uh, 4, feet, 35,000 feet or something. Fuck around. That's a long walk. 29,000? 29, 29,000? And the base is. What do you think? 
like where base camp is? Yeah. Probably tell you. <laughs> Around 8,000 meters, 26,000 feet, or less than 356 millibars, 5.1 oh, millibars psi of atmospheric pressure, where the oxygen pressure level is not sufficient to sustain human life. <laughs> And that's three thousand feet below. That's not the base camp, by the way. I was just I just saw that. Yeah. But three thousand feet below the peak, it's like not sufficient for human life. Um, we better start evolving to stop being such little bitches. Yeah, the people. So, like the the people who live in that area, I watched like a whole documentary on this. They actually like their blood is like different. Like it, it's like it retains oxygen better. Like the way that it transports oxygen is like more efficient or something like that. So it's really legit, interesting. They've actually. legit been evolving because of their surroundings. Yeah. Huh. That's like those uh, um, the people in the Philippines, dude. I, I forget what they're called. They're like a, it's like a nomadic kind of like water tribe. But they can breathe under, or they cannot breathe, but they can hold their breath underwater for 13 minutes, dude. It's fucking nuts. Uh, so seven to eight hundred people per year. Do you think? So, like, Usain Bolt and a lot of the. Oh, I'm sorry. I forget what country Usain Bolt's from. Uh, Whatever country that is. They, a lot of them come specifically from, like, a running tribe. I think that's evolution. Oh, you just get better at running. Kenya. That's, that's one of the things that uh, they say made humans the apex predators of the planet, was being bipedal. And so, like, our being two-footed it seems kind of counterproductive. Like, like, it would burn more energy, but it actually burns less energy because we're just... We're perpetually falling forward. Mm-hmm. That's how we move. We just fall forward and like catch ourselves. But we can out not we can't run faster than most animals, but we can run run way longer than most animals. No shit. Uh, so base camp is seventeen thousand six hundred feet, basically, which okay. is higher. No, that's probably. I, I think I've been to eighteen thousand feet. So the base uh, camp is fucking about like the highest that I've ever been. Yeah, I don't even know what the highest I've ever been. I've been to, I think, like, one of the... I climbed one of, like, the top five mountains in the Smokies, and that's not even that high. Like, Pikes Peak could have been higher than that, for all I know. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Pikes Peak. Right. are pretty low. I mean, they're very mountainous, but they, it's, like, they're... Compared to the Rockies, it's, like, half the size. Yeah, I, I believe that makes sense. That's where I asked the... That's where I asked Daisy to marry me on Pikes Peak. So it's pretty it's pretty cool i was like saw another touristy person with this good spot and i said hey would you mind taking a picture of me and my wife and bang i was like free photographer for the moment yeah nice. she cried the lady's like oh my god i don't know what to do i was like, just take pictures bitch like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, Rockies are, like, my favorite place. Me and Justine were just talking about that the other day. I'm going to get back out there. What I'd yeah. like to do eventually is, uh, like, I, I want to get, like, a like a small acreage, like, somewhere at the, 
like on the base of the eastern slopes, like probably north of Loveland. Okay. So I could see the mountains, but not necessarily be like in the mountains. I actually, I wouldn't care if it was an anchor in the mountains. That'd be just as good to me. Hell yeah. I've got a guy that uh, I've got a guy that has an airstream parked out on a couple acres out in the Rockies. But I love the Rockies, man. Daisy and I were going. We we were trying to go once a year, every year. We didn't go last year. I think we went to Utah last year. I can't remember. Everything blends together. But uh, if, tell me next time you go. I think that that was our commitment. But you know, life gets in the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. But yeah, that'd be actually really cool. I've never like to go with some friends. We're looking, uh, we're trying to figure out, we're going to leave Kansas in probably 10 years. We're trying to figure out where we want to go. I really like Tennessee, Texas, and uh, I think right now we're, right now we're going with Tennessee because, you know, you can go to eastern Tennessee and have the mountains in some of the areas and there's awesome lakes and, uh, no state income tax, like there's some awesome benefits, pretty veteran friendly. I like it there, but if you were to move anywhere, I don't know if you ever like you plan on retiring in Nebraska or what you plan on doing. Do you have any like specific place in mind that you would like to go? I talk about this all the time. I uh like Texas is cool because the culture and stuff and like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff to do in Texas, but like I cannot fucking stand this heat, dude. And like honestly I prefer winter. But Same. um uh, I think I'm probably going to retire in Nebraska. I, I mean, like, I, assuming it makes sense financially, what I would probably do is, like, have, like, a, like I said, like, a small acreage out in Colorado, um, mm-hmm. you know, that I could just, like, vacation to and then live in Nebraska. One of the downfalls is, well, I mean, it's a benefit of where I'm at now. I'm in a very, like, incredibly cheap place to live. Like my house on five acres was like was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but that's you can't find that pretty much anywhere else really. If I want to like go move somewhere that people will want to live, unlike where I live, like me selling my house isn't gonna cover you know a quarter of that of where, right. <laughs> of what I'd be buying somewhere else. Okay. Fuck you, Adam. Yeah, fuck you, Adam. All right, brother. All right, kisses. Bye.